Commerce, and in today's episode, you might obviously see that I'm in a different location, in a different place, with a map behind me, with a dapper-looking gentleman next to me, and so in today's episode, I'll be bringing with you an interview with none other than Kobe May, and so Kobe is the CEO of uh, Consult Lit, so Kobe, welcome to Kickstart Commerce. Thank you. Yeah, and so we look forward uh, to this interview, sharing with listeners what it is that you do. So to kick things off, um, share with our listeners and viewers what it is, who you are, and what it is that you do. All right, well, again, my name is Colby May. I wear a, a number of unique hats. I am a certified energy manager, basically. I manage energy. <laughs> but I'm also an uh, ordained pastor and uh, with a focus on missions at all times. And we've tied them together into a firm we call Consult Lit, but kind of a little background in 2001, um, I was working with, in partnership, the firm I was with was working in partnership with the State Energy Conservation Office. You know, you're talking about Paul and has his tent-making job and how mm -hmm. he's used his tent-making job in order to really build the church and be a foundation for what God is going to build on. So um, this story kind of leads in that direction, which right. I think a lot of us use. But I was a certified energy manager. We did energy audits at over 5,000 schools across Texas, you know, super exciting stuff. <laughs> but it's it's the whole idea that, you know, the state of Texas got this Exxon overcharge money back in the late 80s and created a $300 million pot of money. But the goal was to reduce the energy footprint in Texas. So in Texas, and again, I'm going somewhere, in Texas, right. we, uh, the energy we use, or actually they say 30% of the energy we use is wasted, which means... In a perfect world, we can recapture that in uh, without spending money, just changing the way we operate. Right. So behavioral changes. Yeah. So I kind of carried this with me. You know, it was, it was good, and you know, it was, God was kind of building something within me. My desire was always the local church. It was always missions. And uh, I was a youth pastor. You know, kind of volunteer for for ten years, and that's a different story because they asked us to be youth pastor for three months, and ended up doing you know. <laughs> Ten years. Wow. But kind of within that, you know, God was even building within us a heart for justice, you know, just, just biblical justice. So I went to seminary in a place called Gordon-Conwell up in Boston. Uh, Billy Graham founded it um, to be an evangelical presence in the Northeast, which is still dark in many, in many ways. But I went in to understand, like, why do we do what we do as a culture? Right. Right. I came out passionate about missions, because if we want to change the hands, we have to change the heart. Right. So. So the other half of this story is during that time, I wrote my thesis in, in Congo, in Goma, Congo. And if you've heard of the Rwandan genocide, right? Right. You had two tribes, the Hutus and the Tutsis. You know, the genocide for a million people were uh, hacked to death just in ugly ways over 100 days. And you just you look at that and you're like, why would we do such a, such a thing? Right. And you look at it and it always ties back to their belief in God. They... Hutus believed that God gave them the authority to racially cleanse mm -hmm. Rwanda. Now, our overflow that's still going on today called the Kivu conflict in Goma. And, you know, just ugly stats as a weapon of war. I mean, and so in Rwanda, you have two tribes, Hutus and Tutsis. In Congo, you have over 230 tribes, and they're all uh, fighting or in conflict to some degree. Uh, so you have this another. convoluted mess. And one of them that we studied was the Kivu conflict in, in Goma. <clears throat> um, but make a long story short, on like as a weapon of war, just real ugly. But as a weapon of war, nine out of ten women. Some stats say nine out of ten women have been raped as a weapon of war. Wow. A lot of murder, a lot of child, 
you know, child trafficking, child soldiers. So just have this really perverted, ugly mess. But what I got out of it is I saw the church, and I'm going to skip over a little bit. I saw the church who have had generations of conflict, even the church fighting the church. Right. Where God brought the church together over a conference, and there was prayer and repentance. But after that, you had a united church. And it was that united church that began to be a light and extreme. You know, light is not right. just to stand on a mountain and, you know, shine your light. It's strategic. It's purposeful. It's intentional. So right. I got to see that intentionality of a church being the light. So now you have this energy management, right? Correct. And you have this passion to, to kind of work with the local church. Right. So, you know, everything that we do now, we want to do and work through the local church because, you know, our hearts are, you know, uh, holistic mission, which is proclamation and demonstration. Mm-hmm. So, make, again, all that to say, hey, we started this firm called LIT, is using our energy management, you know, background, our tent-making job, right? Right. And Maya was also a cupbearer, you know, you can see it all through that scripture. And this desire for just biblical justice. Right. Missions, what we call integral mission. And we partnered it, and we started the firm called uh, Consult LIT, or L-I-T, another way. We put it, we're working with the churches uh, within the U.S. There's 370,000 churches within the U.S. We tithe $50 billion, according to State of the Plate, 2013. We tithe $50 billion. Now, 20% of that budget, mm-hmm. uh, typically our second biggest budget item, is utility bills. Wow. Right? So that's $10 billion, or 20% of that $50 billion is on just paying the light, so that's gas. lights, AC yeah. units, whatever, yeah. pretty much anything using... Correct. Now the other stat is one to two percent of the of that fifty million dollars is actually spent on cross cultural missions. Okay. So the the whole idea is what if we could use our tent making strategy and right. energy efficiency to free up thirty percent of that ten billion in a perfect even if we took a third of that, we could double if not triple missional giving. Right. So the whole idea is let's use our tent making strategies to work with churches so that they can be more efficient and then use that energy savings and redirect it to ministry and cross-cultural missional opportunities. Gotcha. So that's the heart behind what we do and why we do that. Gotcha. And so then in terms of, so, so let me understand then, you walk in to a church or a school and what happens? So I go into a, I go into a church. I typically work with the executive pastor, which I know you've been uh, <laughs> many times, uh, executive pastor and also the facility director, and you just look at the way a church operates. Right. Well, many times you're looking at a church that's 100, 200,000 square feet. You know, in some cases we've done you know, over a million square feet. Um, but the way they use the energy, uh, they're just not thinking. Right. Genesis one, God called us to be good stewards of right. His creation. But actually, the Greek word, the Hebrew, is defined as managers, and you just can't. You know, let it happen. You have to think strategic. So Correct. many times we work with the XPs or we work with facility directors that are wearing more than one hat. As a result, you're in reactive mode. Right. You're not in proactive mode. You're in reactive mode. So you're just fixing problems, fixing lights, fixing HVAC filters, custodial stuff, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, but by doing that, you're just a, we don't realize how much money we're spending reactive uh, energy is expensive. Right. Reactive maintenance is expensive maintenance. So we work with a facility director in order to, you know, to really help them and assist them in the way that they use and operate and maintain their energy. Mm-hmm. So we do, we look at 10 different things, and I'm happy to talk about that, but um, it's just mapping out how they use energy 
and then making recommendations in different categories. You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So then, so obviously you said in terms of ConsultLit, because you have ConsultLit.com, right? Yeah. And then I think you and I kind of crossed paths in terms of, uh, I was, I believe, looking through um, the newsfeed of LinkedIn and saw mm-hmm. that you did a post. And what was interesting about the post, it was a video. And I just vividly remember, I don't remember any of the text before the video, but the thing that I saw, it was lit dot church, mm-hmm. um, which obviously sparked, you know, um, a little, I guess I was a little intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. One being that, hey, my line of business is domain names sure. and how businesses, churches alike use those domain names to uh, extend their reach or to reach their target mm-hmm. audience. And so, you know, obviously you're operating on a dot com, but now I see that you have a, a uh, dot church address. So what kind of, you know, what kind of brought this on sure. to go away from a dot com, not completely, so to say, but to use a dot church to promote? Lit. Well, yeah, um, I think just looking at domain real estate, uh, keeping something that's very easy, marketing purpose, something that's very easy to remember. Consult lit.com, then that's not hard. Right. Um, but our target audience is, is churches. 99% of what we focus on are churches or seminaries or, or Christian colleges. But, uh, you know, our, our sweet spot is churches. So why not kind of put it in the name? Lit.church or lit.church. And for, obviously, it's, that's our target. So, you know, you right. share it with a pastor. That's easy to remember. That's something they, you know, you don't need to necessarily give them a business card. They can just take it back. Right. But at the same time, I think, oh, of course, dot coms are always going to be there. Right. But I even think the curve, especially when you're looking at churches, um, you're seeing the the postmodern and, and the millennials starting to come up the ranks and be the decision makers. Right. And I think with millennials and post-millennials, and, and I mean, I thought that was also a lit dot church. I think that's something that, that you know, that they recognize and that they see, too. So right. it's just kind of marketing. You know, it's easier to remember. And I also think in the dot-com, we're, we're always going to keep them, but I think we're going to ride that curve kind of away to other extensions that right. cater to your your business line. Right. And so why not litchurch.com, or was that something that you even considered? No, I never considered litchurch.com. I wanted to, uh, I even thought litchurch.org, I wanted something that was easy. L-I-T is our name. Right. Dot church is obviously the extension, but it's also the target. I, right. It's a lot of peace in it. So gotcha. And, it, and it's interesting because dot church, I think uh, there's life dot church, um, uh-huh. which is a large um, a church group that's been around for quite some time now. I mean, I think they have like 20, 25 to 30 uh, sites or different churches throughout mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, and they also use uh, dot church. They use dot TV um, and they moved away from dot com. And so with a leader like that moving into Dot Church, obviously that provides you with even that much more, um, I guess you'd say, uh, I guess it's really that much more credibility that someone or some organization that big Mm -hmm. is willing to go out on the limb, be the pioneer, and you're just kind of riding that that wave in there as well. Yeah, you see, I mean... Google is, you know, they're now Alphabet, right? This is their parent. Right. They're now ABC.XYZ. Mm-hmm. Google also has GOO.GL, you know? Mm-hmm. YouTube is U.Tube. So you're seeing, right. I think, a lot of that. So that's kind of, I recognize that. And I thought it was a great idea. So then in terms of, because obviously most churches are, 
let's just, you know, if we were to speculate, it'd be something to say 10 to 15 years behind the technology curve yes. in some cases. Yes. So then obviously going out um, and promoting lit.church, I mean, what experience have you witnessed in terms of folks being able to understand that .church is an actual domain extension? Because mm-hmm. um, you use this as email, right? Yeah, Colby at lit.church, yeah. So Colby at lit.church. So do people inadvertently type .com at the end, or do they go, mm-hmm. well, is it litchurch.com? No, I usually, if I'm giving a presentation or something, I'm always, you know, it's lit.church. It's not lit.church.com. It's just lit.church. That's the domain extension. Right. Email, Colby at lit.church. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're seeing churches 20 years. Back. I mean, Southern Baptist Church of of you know of Atlanta dot com or dot org. Right. It's hard to remember. Right. Or uh, anyway, so no, I'm not seeing that as long as you can see the older generation probably say lit dot church dot com. What's going on? Right. But but uh, as you said, I mean, I think the you look at it and go, yeah, with the church, obviously there's that tendency to believe that there is a a an aging demographic yeah. versus, but like you said, there's this uh, change of guard, if you will, there is of, you know, uh, post-millennials and millennials that are coming into having mm-hmm. to operate in a world. And to a certain extent, you and I, we know the world before the internet. Yes. That's not their world. They've come into a world of just devices and, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at, a domain, it doesn't really mean much, I guess, to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so have you witnessed that in, in your business any in terms of as you work with churches and as you begin to work with millennials, post-millennials, like what's their their drift in terms of like energy management, energy savings? Is that something that they're into? The older generation um, sees dollar signs mostly. Mm-hmm. More than millennials, post-millennials, ex-gen, um, it's like save the earth. You'd save the, make it well, it's a social aspect, right. which is very true. I mean, they're authentic on both. We want to save money. We want to make an impact. That's what Integral Missions is. It's proclamation right. and demonstration of the gospel and um, working through the local church. So you, you describe it to the older generation. You know, of course, it, there's a lot of dominion theology in some more conservative churches, which means right. the world is mine. I'll do with it as I please. Mm. Um you know, not necessarily scripture, at least in my opinion, but, you know, God has called us to be good stewards of his creation. Right. And you can just talk about it. He said, we just need to be responsible for what God has you know, given us in regards to finances, in regards to the environment. Um, you know, so that's, you know, you, you talk to the, you know, the younger generation. Obviously, it's, it's real easy. Hey, why not redirect the money you already sent into the utility company? You know, let's right. redirect it to more gospel, biblical, yeah. you know, justice approach. And obviously, it's an easy sell. You're talking to an older generation. That's, you know, your second biggest budget item is your utility bills behind salaries. You know, here's what we could do to help you redirect that. Mm-hmm. You know, here's money for the bottom line that you can, you know, pay more salaries. Right. You know, do more missional aspects. So e- either way, you're seeing, the, you're seeing that. Absolutely. Now, one more question about in terms of lit.church. So, um, have you witnessed any, uh, I guess, pros or cons in terms of search marketing? So having it rank in Google or other search engines, have you witnessed any? Yeah, I've seen, I mean, I, you know, consult uh, lit.com that took three or four years to gain, you know, a certain audience. Right. So meta tags and SEO um, and all that. But lit.church, I think it was more of a catch because, you know, you market on, you know, Facebook a little bit more. You know, I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about and market appropriately. But 
uh, I saw the audience ramp up quicker than I did with consultant.com. Gotcha. And are you noticing that in it, that the social platforms are accepting of the, the new domain ex- extension? So a dot .church? Or? Yeah, I did. You know, sometimes you're like, you type in lit.church, it'll bring in litchurch.org or, you know, something like that. So I, I still think they're trying to get their arms, you know, SEO and stuff like that. They're trying to get their, arm, their arms around that kind of stuff. But I'm seeing a quicker ramp up. Uh, than I did with the other website. Gotcha, gotcha. And so uh, that that was going to be the other thing of how do you see you know lit church in comparison ranking to your competition, or do you have any? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's one firm that does what I do, and you know it's you know a, a long name than .com .org, and our business models are, are completely different. Um, how so? Well, one one firm uh, they charge ninety five percent of the energy savings for five years. Um, and we usually pay for ourselves in you know the first month or so. So it's different strategies. They just have a different strategy which works for some people. Right. So is that much more of uh, I guess from a cash outlay? Is it much more that cash is outlaid on the front end? Yeah, we're you know we're in you know typically one to two percent of what their overall cost will be. But I like we charge per square foot. Uh-huh. You know, we do ask that you know we're a small firm. <clears throat> we're growing, but we're you know we're small, so revenue is important. At this stage, so we do, you know, up front. But, you know, I think it's more attractive, too, to some churches to say, hey, if we can pay for this 95% out of our energy savings for the next five years, we don't have to put the cash up front. Sometimes that's more attractive to churches. Um, but you're seeing it's, it's different. Right. And it, and so in terms of that philosophy, obviously, having the different business models of in terms of cash outlay, of total cost of ownership. So then how does that actually work out? In terms of, is it that, like, what are you doing that's different from them? Is it more so that they're actually just managing the services, or are you, you know, sure. trying to ultimately teach and yeah, yeah. change behavior? So we're like a pseudo nonprofit. We're both a five hundred one c three and an LLC. So yeah, we are for profit. We're also not for profit. So we see this as both a business venture, like a B corp, a business venture and a social, you know, right. nonprofit type aspect. So but you know, with that. Now, obviously, there is some revenue, but it's, you know, on the lower end. Um, there's a very, you know, almost an immediate payback. We typically do the energy audit, and we show the church and tell the church how to do it in-house or themselves or to go and find some low-cost financing, which right. we still offer. You know, some churches want that. Offer some really low-cost financing um, that eventually, you know, you might be like paying 20 to 30% of your energy savings to a certain organization until you pay off the you know, a new HVAC system or the new lighting program. Mm. Where firms like the other firm, uh, you know, it's 95% savings for the next five years. You know, there's one church that they said that they could change them, charge them 50%. So they're going to end up, you know, that church was going to end up paying them $200,000 a year wow. for five years. You know, we're not even 1% of that. Kind. So we're more of a social non nonprofit. Right. The other, it's more of a business model. Right, gotcha. So then you're out to truly teach behavior because I think in our pre-call we had, we were talking and I I had asked you the question about whether or not the light switches. Uh, it's like, well, you can use technology, but then that doesn't necessarily change. Yeah, we do. We want to, you know, our our mission is missions, and right? Just using that. And there's some stats like, hey, you, you know, if you if you're gone from your office longer than 23 seconds, it pays to turn your lights off. Right. You know, payback is 23 seconds. You know, have a little surge in energy, but, you know, uh, there's a payback after 23 seconds. Um, and every degree you adjust your thermostat, 
you can save up to 1.5% on your energy bill. Uh, so I, I love uh, teaching that stuff to the right audience. Right. Because I know if we do it the right way to the right people, it's going to make an impact. Right. Which that money is going to be redirected to the bottom line. Gotcha. So, um, so I do. I think I know we really do believe we're making a kingdom impact. Um, it's a unique niche, and there's not a lot of people in that unique niche for churches, you know, right. and for nonprofits. So in that sense, we do feel like we're making a big kingdom impact right. you know, for every study we do. So then, in terms of reaching this target audience, like what? What do you see? Um, obviously, you're using lit.church, but mm-hmm. what other marketing uh, do you see that's been effective for you to reach? Yeah, um, I mean, there's some media, you know, like we did some stuff with Relevant mm-hmm. Magazine. Um, and, you know, we got some stuff off that. Obviously, for us, it's best to, like, we'll go to a large Southern Baptist conference gotcha. called Mega Metro or so the HP Metro. Shows. Yeah, well, it's not even that, you know, with these type of... Um, Conferences, it's just there's like 50 churches and there's like 10 to 12 vendors, and that's it. And you're just living life with them right in those three days. So you get to know them. You're not trying to push a product, you're just trying to relationship you know, your relationship. You know, gospel moves at the speed of relationship, in my opinion. So that's where we get, you know, obviously 90%. <laughs> but with you know, but you can't ignore the, the media aspect and the online right. and the dot church, you know, right. and marketing in a strategic way. To your target audience, you know, you just don't want to do some general blanket where maybe 2% of your readers are, are pastors. You're trying to be strategic. Right. And the way you do that, and you can with Facebook and, and like Relevant Magazine. Right. But even Relevant Magazine is like post-millennials and that aren't decision makers. So you have to, uh, again, be strategic in the way you market. Right. And I think... This lays the groundwork for that that church. And so you can see, so what we're referring to, obviously you're seeing us make the hand gestures here. It is, uh, this is, so this is um, an energy management empowering change book that you recently published, right? Yeah, just a, yeah, like a marketing giveaway we give to a lot of clients. Gotcha. So what's in, so what's in? Basically a how-to book. Uh, We wrote it for church facility managers, although, you know, anybody that operates a, a building can can use this and read it and implement it. But we talk about, you know, there's 10 to 12 different chapters just on HVAC. How do you operate it? You know, what's retro commissioning? Right. Basically turning your controls to a more efficient model. Lighting, rebates, utility bills, understanding PWH and peak demand. You know, mm-hmm. super exciting. <laughs> but anyway, it's just, a, you know, the first few chapters and the first last chapters are just the heart of why we do what we do, the story behind what we do, and then the, you know, the in-between chapters are more of a, here's how to do it. Here's how to implement it right. yourself. So, if, you know, you can get a book like this and probably do some stuff on your own without hiring a third party. Right. And it, and so is this actually, I mean, obviously this is, uh, I believe the subtitle here is uh, Sustainability Equipping the Local Church to Empower the Most Vulnerable. And so what's interesting is, so literally someone can take this book, read this book, begin to apply some of the principles mm-hmm. that are discussed both uh, likely really at, I mean, although it's targeted towards churches, you likely do the same thing towards your home or yes. towards, the, you know, Correct. your your business uh, infrastructure um, and likely see some sort of benefit, right? Correct. So then in terms of um, the book, and obviously you can see, I don't, you likely can't see it there, but it says lit.church, which I think um, is amazing in terms of the marketing approach of putting the domain name right there on the front. 
uh, right there above the author's name. So in terms of folks being able to get their copy, like what do they need to do? They need to visit your site or church. I can share a link with you and then go to your site. Definitely. Um, uh, pretty soon you go run a search uh, on Amazon. And we don't make any money off it. It's just more de- delivery right. charge that Amazon charges. But it's just a kind of a free giveaway. So that's, uh, uh, that's something that you guys can do if, you, if right. you're interested. So you have the book. You have lit.church. Have you thought about any other domain extensions like dot .services, dot .solutions? Or? I played with uh, a few. You know, there's a, a, a nonprofit another nonprofit we have that we've been playing with some names. But I think with lit.church, I mean, outside of lit.com, I think they want 500000 <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit out of our budget. And, and so I think lit.church, that's, we're at peace with it right now. Right. And we've always look for some real estate because I think real estate's important. Exactly. Domain real estate, but that's kind of where we are right now. Definitely. Well, good deal. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners, viewers? No, no. I mean, hey, you can... You think turning lights off, turning your you know, thermostat up or down based on the season, or turning it off uh, actually hinders the equipment. But you know, you go look at EPA, or which is Environmental Protection Agency, or DOE, Department of Energy, and, and you'll see a lot of good recommendations that can really impact the amount of energy you use if you're at a church or a business or your home. And that's money that can be redirected. Obviously, our heart is to, to missions, but you know, back to the bottom line. Uh, so don't take it for granted. You know, right. You manage your energy because God has called us to be good stewards. Definitely. And on that lines, um, that's kind of our focus is by being better stewards, you can impact change directly or indirectly. Yeah. And what would be your advice to uh, whether it be a business owner or personal brand or even a church that's thinking about using a dot church to promote their business or mm-hmm. their um, their vision for reaching their target market. I think I think it's great. You know, if you can find a domain extension that fits your target audience or your model, I say jump on it. Lit church. You know, mosaic church or whatever. Right. You know, things like that. Uh, I mean, I think grab it. You know, per, I think that's the way that because the dot com is becoming more and more. It, it's hard. To find that actually the real estate, if if you do find it, it's usually too expensive to grab. So right. dot church or dot whatever you know dot tv or or whatever. I yeah, think yeah. that you know that will go will go a long way. Totally. Well, with that, we're out of time. So Colby, thank you so much for sharing uh, today in terms of your experience with uh, using a dot church extension, as well as expounding upon your business consultant <laughs> lit, as well as lit dot church, and so. You that are out there, I I hope that um, you glean some information from this, especially if you're a church and you're looking to, uh, you know, realize energy management savings as well as take those savings and apply them towards uh, missions. And so, uh, like I said, with that, we're out of time. So thank you listeners for tuning in to kickstartcommerce.com where we share digital uh, strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Also, please feel free to leave comments below the video or questions that you may have. Also, do one thing for me and visit kickstartcommerce.com. And on the right-hand side, I have a newsletter called The Daily Scoop where I share digital strategies to help you grow your business as well as other search marketing tips and tricks and WordPress tips and tricks. And so, last but not least, please visit lit.church. 
That's it. Thanks. And that's all for now.